Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. French missionaries who saw it called it La Crosse. The Indians who first played it called it the Little Brother of War, with good reason. Two teams of warriors, sometimes numbering in the hundreds, tried to move a ball past goals that were often miles apart, creating a frightening spectacle. At times, the violence was fatal. In 1763, Pontiac, the great Ottawa chief, launched his massive Indian uprising by staging a lacrosse game in front of a British fort and overwhelming the garrison when they came out to watch. Fast forward two centuries to 1969, when some former high school players got together to organize a team at Morgan State College. In 1971, joined by a number of varsity football players and proudly calling themselves the Ten Bears, they fielded the first and only black team ever to enter the all-white ranks of NCAA lacrosse. Wars were raging then, too, overseas in Vietnam and here at home, where political leaders were gunned down and riots burned through American cities. A few of the Morgan players made no bones about why they'd taken up the sport. It offered them a chance to hit some white boys, legally. Coach Chip Silverman recruited talented black players who had been ignored by white schools. He also got a little help from players and coaches at local powerhouses like Johns Hopkins. Already big, fast, and athletic, the Bears added stick work and finesse. Soon they were ranked among the top ten in Division II. Twice they made the NCAA tournament field. But Silverman wanted to be in Division I, and to get there, every year he tried to get Division I teams to schedule him. Some coaches accepted, thinking Morgan would be an easy win. In 1975, one of those was Jack Emmer of top-ranked Washington and Lee University. Emmer knew the Bears had given defending champion Hopkins all they could handle during a fall scrimmage, but he also knew his generals hadn't lost a home game in three years, and the year before they'd romped over Morgan 16-4. Emmer invited Silverman and the Bears down to Lexington, expecting to start the 1975 season with another easy win. That winter, Silverman had his team build endurance by running in the snow. He also asked everybody he could find how to go about beating Washington and Lee. In Lexington, the day before the game, one bear walking around the campus overheard students saying how easy this was going to be and that maybe this year they'd hold down the score. A few Morgan players went to a party in Soulville, the black section of town, where their host told them, you're going to get beat tomorrow. On finding out that local blacks didn't follow lacrosse, in fact had never even seen a game, the Bears invited them to this one. If you come, they promised, we'll win. The next afternoon, when the Bears jogged into the General Stadium, the first thing they saw were two growling German shepherds, unleashed and pacing the sideline. It rattled the Bears until one looked up into the stands and saw the town blacks from the night before. We've got to win this, he told his teammates, for them. The game started with a rush. Tyrone Jones dove in front of the unprotected Morgan goal and stopped a shot with his head. The Bears scooped up the loose ball, scored on a fast break, and went on to build a substantial lead that lasted into the fourth quarter. Then Washington and Lee fought back, hard and fast. After a couple of scores, the Generals only trailed 8-7. to seven. With just seconds remaining in the game, the Generals brought the ball inbounds. Morgan defenseman George Kelly crushed attackman Donnie Carroll as he raced in from behind the Morgan goal. Carroll went down, but not before he got the shot off. Morgan's goalie made a great save and promptly passed out from hyperventilation. Final score, Morgan 8, Washington and Lee 7. The Ten Bears had pulled off the biggest upset in NCAA lacrosse history. The story even made the New York Times. As their bus was about to leave for Baltimore, 
Jack Emmer climbed aboard and looked down the rows of jubilant faces. This was no fluke, he assured them. You're a great team. He was right. They were. Ah!